Susanna. Oh, Susanna. Oh, Susanna, don't, don't you, you cry, cry for me. Because I come from Alabama with a banjo on my knee. Okay, that's the only line I know. Is that the only line to it? It might be. Oh. <laughs> we could probably look it up. I oh, that. Susanna, oh, don't you cry yeah. for me. Because yeah. I come from Alabama with a banjo on my knee. joining me. This is Jade and I'm Jody. This is Nick and he just performed a wonderful rendition of, as far as we know, Oh Susanna. Yeah? Oh Susanna, I was trying to. I, it wasn't wonderful, but it was... It was very, you know, very good. And yeah. actually, uh, would you like, you, you're not, did you want to do it again? Now no, that you know no, we're recording? no, 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 that was enough. <laughs> what, I, what I would kind of like to do, if you don't mind, because you inspired me sitting there doing your harmonica. Um, I yeah. wondered if maybe you could Tell me some stories about times when you played the harmonica and maybe different songs and bits that you remember from that so that you can incorporate that experience for me. Oh, well, you know, I, I've been playing the harmonica since I was six years old. Okay, that's pretty early. My dad gave me a harmonica. Okay. And the first song I, I actually learned was uh, um, Michael Roy Bodeshaw. Okay. So okay. Uh, how's it go? I, I don't even listen. Let's see Michael if I can remember. Michael row the boat ashore. Uh, the, hey, wait, are, are the lines to that song... taught me that one okay and then I who, started who taught you to play uh, Tell nobody, me more about nobody that. taught me to play no you didn't see anybody no, else no I just play started and... playing Michael Roy Bourgeois and I was just like, you know, <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> and then, and then um, you know at some way, point when I was a teenager I, I, I started playing more you know uh, professionally okay real quick I'd like to just 
put on record. I'd like to keep our language clean if we can, because I, I do want to send this to my parents, because oh, I would I like see. to interview my dad. Oh. And in the same way that you're telling me about something that's passionate to you, I'd yeah. like him to feel comfortable sharing with me. So, yeah. don't be a smartass. And I won't. Okay, that's tell fine. Tell us that's who fine. taught you. Tell us, like... Uh, my, my dad used to play when he was in the Navy. My father was in the Navy. Yes. <laughs> my dad was in the Navy, okay? <laughs> and he had a, a chromatic... And he used to play the chromatic. A chromatic is a harmonica. Yeah, it's a, it's a harmonica with a with a with big a, little. Yeah, it's a it's a large one with a sharps and flats lever on the side of it. Okay. Harmonicas have levers. Yes. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. They do. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Like sharps a piano. Yeah, like a piano. So he used to play that, and he was really good. Um, we used to do things like uh, we would play together. We do like fascination. My mother loved the the waltz fascination. Okay. It was like. was not fascination, but uh, it, it, it certainly gives you that. Was idea. it a waltz? Yeah. Because I was just trying to imagine it's as you were one, playing it, how, one, two, how does one three. dance to a waltz? One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. And it's a, it's a, it's it is a pattern, yeah, probably. Yeah, right. I think I've It's beautiful, scary. you know? And okay, so, and your know, mother favored those? My mother. So did your dad play them for your yeah, mom? Yeah, he played them for my mom. Yeah. Tell me what that was like. Well, as a child, I, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he knew the songs that she loved and he would play them on the harmonica. And what, and, and when would he do that? He would do that, uh, you know, I don't know, every once in a while. I mean, it wasn't like I was asking you to reach back. Yeah. Like, was it a yeah. special occasions? Like a birthday? No, not even a special occasion. He would just get out his harp and he'd like to start playing it, you know? His harp, his harmonica is his harp. Yeah, his harp, yeah. Gotcha. So where did you learn that piece? That I just made up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> look at you. All right. All right. So you you got your dad, I guess, bought you one? Well, no. And I, then taught I, yeah, you? No, he didn't teach me. I had I learned myself. Oh. So by the time I was like 10 years old or 12 years old, I was already playing blues, copying Bob Dylan, uh, you know. Okay, um, but you didn't have TV Tandy. back then. You didn't have videos. No. How did you copy? Well, I had records. With, yeah, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so, discs. so, tell me all how of that sudden, works. All of a sudden, you're like doing, you know.
anyway. <laughs> Where did you hear that? You well, just came up with that yourself? No. During the early 70s, late 60s, all these bands were coming out. With, with you know, They were harmonica players. Like, right? okay. All right. So, um, one band, uh, for instance, was uh, Canned Heat. Okay. Canned Heat? Canned Heat. Okay. And they came out and... John Lee Hooker and Canned Heat joined up. Okay. And they started doing, you know, music around the country, right? I was 16 years old. And one time, I snuck into a bar, right? I was 16 years old. Okay. All right? Canned Heat and John Lee Hooker were playing at that bar. It's like a, you know, a ghetto bar, you know, in Madison, Wisconsin. All right? Okay. And they... Got on stage, they're doing their thing. I was like, uh, they were like, you know, oh my God. Um, the heart player for Canned Heat, you know, was amazing, you know. Blind Owl, he was called. Okay. And, blind um, Owl. Yeah, Blind Owl. <laughs> and, but the guy was an amazing heart player, right? Okay. And so, you know, all of, a, all of a sudden, you know, I had my harps, right? Okay. Because I took them there with, with me. I, I was 16 years old. I was in a, a bar where the drinking age was 18 at that time. And how'd right. you get in? Yeah, oh, I snuck in. Yeah, I had a well, and you're fake, tall. I had a fake ID. All right. Oh! <laughs> Probably not a fake <laughs> But here I was with Blind Owl, you know? Right. And, you know, and, and he's going like... Much more complex than that, but had you heard that before? They had they were doing the boogie, and he doing the boogie. That yeah, was that, in the boogie. That was part of the boogie. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, you got to dance crazy back then. I don't uh, know. Well, no. I mean, this place was smoky. Everybody was drinking and smoking weed. Was everybody white? Uh, most people were white. I was yeah. just curious. I didn't know. Yeah, but John Lee Hooker's so. black guy. Right. Okay, but he, so he and but he, he was he, he was, was doing, the harmonica player. No, no John Lee Hooker was a famous blues guitarist. Okay, sorry, I and he was playing song. with Canned Heat, and Blind Owl was the harmonica player. Okay. Wow. Okay, we got. All right, so we were there, and, and this hot, steamy July freaking bar in Madison, Wisconsin, and and. Um, they invited me on stage, and I, I, I started playing with them. You were 16. I was 16. Oh, I'll bet you were totally Oh, stuck. my God. <laughs> with Candy and John Lee Hooker. Yeah. And you, so you knew all of them? They were all... I didn't know them at all. I just showed uh, Blind Down my harps. And he said, come on up here, you know? Oh, heck yeah. He's yeah. like, we'll give you a shot. Yeah. And how did it go? It went great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I jammed. So how how, I mean, how many songs or how many I mean, sessions? They, they like how many like... like... It's, but, uh, so I, how I'm not as work? good as I was. I used did to they be, play right? and then you played with them, or were no? You when when the harp when the harp thing came on, yeah, it was the harp battle, you know. He would do dun 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 dun. Oh, you didn't say it was a battle, Nick. You know, 
So yeah, he was nah, playing nah, and you had nah, to follow. Nah, nah, nah. I had to follow him. You know, and, and so. So you kept that? Yeah, yeah. It was like oh, amazing. Oh, but right? the bar was crazy. But bear in mind that, I, you know, there was a time. I mean, I'm not good <coughs> now because I've been, I'm out of practice, but. Bear in mind that I, I have been a harp player my entire life. I'm six years old. You keep saying harp, and if anybody chimes in in the middle, well, harmonica. I have player. to remind. It's yeah. a harmonica. Okay. Yeah. And so, so you've been a harp, harmonica harp player since you were six. Yes. So yes. for sixty years. Yeah, sixty years. Been yep. A, yep. What's the longest you went without playing? Uh, you know, a long time. I've probably been not played for 15 years, you know? Is it just, long like, time. recently? Well, yeah, in the last 15, even 20 years. I haven't played that I mean, often. you... I you... play with... I play around you, but I... You know, I, I mean, I haven't played, you know? Okay, and... and Well, so, six until, I guess, almost 18, when you left this country... And when abroad, did you take your harps with you? Well, yeah, yeah. That was one of the things you yeah, took, because you know you're limited luggage when you're leaving. Yeah, with your I have life. all my harps. I, I, you know, that's. And, you left with your and life. Actually, and uh, they saved my ass many times because I would play in train stations, you know, and and then put on a hat and then put people put money in it. Just, you know, as I'm, I'm playing my harp, you know. You'd be the good-looking um, harmonica play, player. Uh, in the my subway. friend, my friend Scotty played a twelve-string guitar. I met him on the road. And we traveled together for three years. That's a long time. Three years, okay? It's very short, if you ask well, me. Well, <laughs> three years is a long time in a person's life. And, At that point, yes. But we used to, you know, uh, play in clubs. We used to play all over, you know, in London. And we used to play in Berlin. We so he to... played his 12 strings. Yeah. You played your harps. Yes, yeah. Right. Were so, there any vocals? He sang. <laughs> he sang. You didn't sing? Mm-hmm. And what no. kind of songs did you play out there that... A lot of it was folk songs, you know. Um, what do you mean by folk songs? Uh, you know, <laughs> so, well, Scotty wrote songs, and they were more like country, western folk songs. He was from Scotland, okay? Oh, okay. And, I, you know, his name is uh, Thomas Derek Masterson. And, uh, but I called him Scotty, okay? Okay. And um, we would we would just jam together at home, you know. And uh, he'd come up and he'd start writing songs. And we would go out to clubs and we would play them, you know. And uh, you know, I never really. So. Uh, I I never became famous, you know. Honestly, I don't I don't <coughs> I don't think that's. Why do you? But I, uh, for me, it was uh, the music part of uh, playing a harmonica was a way for me to um, escape when I was when I was a teenager. Okay, I was in a band actually. You know. So you went to your band to escape? <laughs> no, well, no, I I was in a band. They hired they, they hired me because I played a harmonica. You know, and um, I did sing that uh, in in the band, but I played tambourine and I played harmonica. You played and, tambourine? Yes. You didn't play uh, cowbell? Yeah, I, I did no, too. Yeah, I played cowbell too. Yeah, more cowbell. Yeah, yeah. More cowbell. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah. That's a great reference. SNL. Anyway. Uh, Christopher Walken, if anybody doesn't know. More yeah, cowbell. More cowbell. More cowbell. You yeah, I played cowbell. <laughs> you know, we never became famous, but uh, my band members, um, I left the country 
the band members became famous. I mean, they were more famous, okay? Uh, they traveled to the United States and they did all this stuff, you know. They had an organ player, a guitar player, they had the bass player, they had the drummer. They, I mean, they were famous. That's what they did. For their, <laughs> and they did that for their entire life. Well, good for them. You know? I just, I, I just never, you know, I just never, you know, I, I like playing harmonica because it opened up a part of my brain that um, recently, uh, that uh, prior to this was never explored, <laughs> okay? Well, you started playing it at six, so when did it become an opening for a new avenue? Not many people play harmonica. No, not many, but you played it since you were six, but you're talking about how it was kind of an... <coughs> A it opened up, well, it well, opened up it, something. Yeah, for you. it opened up a part of Did my brain. Did it always do that? It's, it's like you, if you start writing poetry or something, it's like you open up a part of your brain that was never exposed to poetry before, you know, and all of a sudden you have a whole new, um, you know, the, a whole new perspective on life, you know? And when you do music, it's the same way, you know? I don't know that I can correlate to that, and, and actually I have to discuss it with you now, even though I didn't want to, because I actually, I did poetry a lot when I was a teenager. I know. At like 15, I started having problems not being able to sleep at night, uh, feeling what I now know are just manic episodes, and during those times, I would write, and I did do poetry, and for you, it seems like you want to continue this forward, whereas for me, I look at the poetry that I did and I read it, and I am. Uh, well, I wrote I, some really. Hold on, I wrote some really deep shit, yeah. and looking back, and some of it I read and I still feel, which tells me I haven't haven't moved forward as much as I mm-hmm. would like to. But I don't want to go back to writing poems. Right. That's not something that I feel is my calling. It was just something that I needed to do then. Right. To get me through. Mm-hmm. And right. <laughs> and here come more harmonicas. We might have lost this last argument here. No, I, I understand that. What I'm, I'm saying is that until you came into my life, I never picked up a harmonica. No, that's not what you said. Because you no. picked up a harmonica when you were six. Well, yes, I did, but I had a space of time where I never played. And where was that? I don't know. I just never played again. When this was, the, like, la- when was right. the last time you played? No, let's go back. Oh, let's... God. Oh, it, uh, a long time. Let's think about it. When no, when, you... uh, when I was with Ellen, I played. You played harmonica for Ellen? Yeah. Tell yeah. me about that, and tell me what you played. Well, we, and maybe uh, play we, it again. Well, we put it on, on uh, you know, we put uh, the... Wait, uh, let's, wait, real quick, let's recap who Ellen is. Okay, Ellen, Ellen was my, uh, was a woman that I met in graduate school uh, 25, 30 years ago, okay? okay. 1992, three. Okay. Okay. So when Kettner was born. <laughs> When I graduated. Yeah. You met her um, then. I met her then. She was in graduate school for social work with me. Okay. okay. You were married? She and was she married? was married. I was not married. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. But we studied together, right? You and blessed I, after her. I, I actually was in, in a relationship with Anastasia, who I talked to no, you about. Don't care with the names. Okay. All right. So you were in a relationship, just not married? Not married. You were both taken. We were both taken. Okay. And? But I used to, you know, we used to, like, study together, and actually she let me give her massages and things like that, 
We fell under in... the guise of studying. No wonder parents can't trust their kids. I know. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. So, and she was married. Her husband's in the other room, okay. and I'm, I'm giving her a massage. Already, I'm getting red flags. But okay. All right. Continue. So anyway, all right. Husband's in the other what? Other room. Okay. And I'm massaging her. Oh my gosh. On the all patio. Right. Continue. So, we did fall in, fall in love. But we fell in love. You yeah. can confirm her feelings yeah. at this point. Yeah, I can, I can because I know now. Okay, for you. Okay. Okay. All right, so she divorced that husband. All right. Okay. She um, married another guy. Okay. Both of their names were John. <laughs> oh, yeah, we talked about this. It's a okay. John thing. All right. Yeah, so she John. was married to John number two <laughs> for 16 years. That's right. a long time. So man. all this time went by. Right? Kids? No. Never? No, never. No, neither marriage? No. Okay. Why? One day. I'm curious. What? Why? I don't, uh, she never, uh, they couldn't have kids. Don't know why? No, I don't. I, never I didn't went, go into that. Okay, so one, that. Right. so one day. So one day, um, I'm cleaning my refrigerator. And my phone is next to my refrigerator. The phone that I, I use for my fax machine, right? Yes. And it rings. Keep talking. Okay. And I don't normally answer it because it's usually a, uh, a, a you know, a junk call. But that day I was cleaning the fridge. I was right there by the phone and I answered it. And it was her. She called. Landline, folks. Landline, landline. Yeah, land yeah land, this was a landline. <laughs> it's the only line she. It's the only number she had for me. Okay, but she called. You answered, and and how did that conversation and, and go? She said, "Hi." You know, that was her, you know, I knew right away who it was because I, I loved her. You know. Oh, but how long had it been since you spoke to her? We have talked oh, this Twenty now. years. And you heard her voice, and you knew it was her. I knew it was her. And automatically, your voice filled with love when you responded. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I went... Love is that no, good? I, I said, hi. She says, it's Ellen. <laughs> you know, she was really, you know... Exci oh, exuberant? Here, here. Exuberant? Yeah, her. she was exuberant, and she was like, hi, it's Ellen. You know, <laughs> This is the only number I had for you, and I. You know, and you actually and answered. I actually and she answered. was shocked too. She said, "Can I come down and see you?" And where did you think she and was at this point? She she told me where she was. She was in Greeley, you know, about up here uh, north of Denver, you know. Okay. Okay. So she said, "Can I come see you?" Yeah. And you said. I, I said yes. <laughs> you know. So she comes down, uh, like. We don't four have to days get later. too much into detail. This is four something days all later. the parents no, to hear. No, four days later. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, four days after the phone call. Yes. Four days. Yes. Were you in eager anticipation the whole time? I told, of course I was. Because <laughs> she never told you a date. She didn't tell me nothing. And at no point did you feel she was still married. She, she was still married. married. Oh, God, bad news. Oh, right. wait, but you fixed... Well, you didn't no, fix it. No, I didn't fix nothing. She comes down and she is... Just so pleased to see me that, I mean, she's hugging me. She's like, want to kiss me and stuff. Really? And I said, girl, you're so married. I mean, come on, you know. You put it down by Yeah, I put it down, yeah. And, and not only that, my grandson was there. He was like six years old. He's going, Papa, what are you doing? <laughs> of 
<laughs> right? Wait a minute. Who's this lady? Yeah, right. Who's this lady? <laughs> this looks weird. <laughs> you know. So, ultimately, okay. So, um, you told her you're married. I, I, I said, I'm not married. I said, you're married. Oh, yes, I, I, I said, yeah. I said, Ellen, you're married. I, I am not going to engage with you. And you... You didn't and, engage. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. In I any physical. No, in any physical way. Okay. You uh, sent her away. I sent her away. I saying, said, you divorce your husband, and I'm open to having a relationship with you, but you have to divorce your husband. Okay. I, I have to think my mother's going to like that, because when we talked about Clinton and Hillary, she told me once, you know, I would support Hillary if she had left that jerk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... You know. So what happened? Here's what happened. She actually went home. She talked to her husband. She moved out of the house. She filed for a divorce. And she called me up again. How, she, how much later was this? Oh, this is like, oh, God, it must have been three, four months. Was that misery for you? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> After seeing her appear No, but we had loved each other for 20 and years. And she showed up on your doorstep. I know. Like, oh, like how oh did you get that out of God, yeah. <laughs> and she divorced her husband, and she moved in her own place, and we became lovers. Oh, and then and then she moved in here? Uh, yeah, then she moved in here after, you know, a, lo- uh, a month or two, and we were... Absolutely. So bliss. tell me about when you played the harmonica for so her. So when she was here, I was so happy and so in love that I started playing my harmonica again. All right. Okay. And a year. If you could guess, how long it had been? Oh God, it probably took a year. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, oh. no, I mean, since the time you'd played before. Oh, Ellen. before that, before Ellen. Yeah. Probably twenty years. Okay. Before the girls? Yeah. Or no, when no, the girls no. were young. When they were young, yeah. Okay. 20 years. I so you felt I the spirit had, to pick it up? I, I felt the spirit. And I started putting on music that had a harmonica on it, you know, and I would so play with play? it. Yeah, you know, yes. I would play with it. Yeah. And, you know, and she was getting into it, and, and, you know, it was like, I was like happy. And the music made me happier, you know? I think music has and, a way of doing that. Yeah, and, and so... It was like I was in love and I wanted to play music, you know, for the first time in so long, you know, and, you know, so that's, that's how that happened. Okay. okay. Ellen eventually, as you know, I mean, died of cancer uh, a couple of years later, but, um. Okay, but you guys, that was kind of a harsh ending. Um, you did have two wonderful beautiful years with the love of your life well three yeah three three, three years yeah. yeah and then she got into a car accident where she yeah. blacked out yeah broke her femur they didn't know what why she they didn't know why out. she blacked out and they did a cat scan or whatever they did a ct scan or whatever they found, they found tumors in her brain melanoma and she had melanoma yeah and and they gave her uh, a year to live and she lived for 11 months and and Nick took care of her I every day her. until yeah. her very end. Yeah, exactly. And and it was. And so you haven't played harmonica, I guess. Uh, no, I haven't until uh, I mean you actually your podcast have kind of reintroduced me to. All right, I'll play. You know, a well, little bit. I mean, you know, Nick, yeah. you've 
led a very long, interesting life. You know? Uh, uh, but, you know, but you introduced it to me, and I, and I felt like, you know... I think that you had I, your... I, I, no, I have some happiness. You know what I mean? Well, that, that's absolutely good. I associate the happiness with the... Um, with the playing of harmonica, you know, because I was happy with that you have one. so many good memories with you know? that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate you sharing that. I I was hoping maybe you had some <coughs> good stories that you would play another couple songs to, but maybe we've played that out. Hmm. Um, I Every time we start a podcast and you, you play a particular song to me, and to me it sounds like a train <laughs> where it, like, slowly builds... And then it goes faster and faster, and I don't know if that has a genre. Well, yeah, that, a... that that is one of my signature things. But um, you know, we used to play when I was over in Europe, and Scotty and I were together. We were uh, oftentimes on a ship. Okay. Uh, what do you mean a ship? Well, a big ferry going to an island. Okay, <laughs> or something. And you were where? In Greece or in Spain or something, you know, we would so take, to get from place to place. So it we was would, a boat? Yeah, yeah, we lived in at some point for almost a year. We lived in on Crete, wow. the island of Crete, wow. okay, in Greece, and you'd have to take a ferry over oh, there, wow. you know. But oftentimes there were gypsies everywhere, you know, and we always were fascinated by gypsies. Yeah, I only know movie gypsies. No, real gypsies. I mean, we're what's talking, a real gypsy? Um. <laughs> well, describe well, it like well, you saw well, it. Like, uh, all right. Like you understand. Uh, all right. Like, as I saw it, okay, uh, gypsies in, in, in Greece or Italy or whatever are generally people from Eastern Europe who have caravans, you know, like little... Uh, are they white people? Uh, they're kind of like brown people, but not... They're okay. not... They're like Italian... Their skin's just darker Italian than people, you know, right? Okay. They look more French-Italian than they do white, Okay. Okay. And beautiful women. Oh, oh, my God. But, you know, they'll steal you blind if you, you know, hang out with them for very long, you know. Um, you have to be careful. And, um, but they're very into an ancient culture of gypsyism, okay? But is Which, it bullshit? No, it's not. It's actually like a bullshit. It's like, yeah, it's a, yeah. So we used to play music, um... storyline to that music, what would it be? Well, that's very Eastern European, sort of gypsy, Hungarian music, you know? Okay. It's a minor key, and so you get that out of that harmonica. Okay. And, um, 
there were times when, I mean, I was traveling for six and a half years. Okay. That's a long time. And oftentimes I would... Is that what the slow part of the song is about? Uh, I don't know. No, this is... They would dance to this kind of music. On the beach, you're hanging with the gypsies. And they and these beautiful women in their flower, you know, their dresses. And you know they're all thieves and they're all, you know, whatever. But, but they dress beautifully. But they dress beautifully dancing, and they're beautiful barefoot, women. Barefoot, probably. And, and they would have violins and they would have drums and they would dance around the fire. Quite seductive. Yeah. Very much like this music, you know. What I heard when you played that, I heard, oh, look at him watching you well, over there. Well, I was playing with oh, the musicians. Oh, that looked good. So, it, to me, it's, I guess it's my head. That's the great world of yeah. Jody, right? Mm -hmm. It's very imaginative. But it just sounded like warning. Warning, oh, here he comes. Look out, look out. Kind of like you would expect with a thief. Like... You know, at first you're in awe, but a second it's kind of like you're not sure if it's peril, and at the end it's definitely peril. When I was traveling, I was living living on on the streets. Wait, am you I know, just I, crazy I, to no, think that? No, you're not. I carry I carried my passport around a, a leather pouch around my neck. That you put under your shirt. That I put under my shirt. Yeah, my yeah. sister gave us one of those when we went to yeah. Costa Rica. And. Uh, that's where I carried my and my money. Your you know, money, your passport, passport, everything right important. Right here. Yeah. So and I carried a knife on my side. Yikes. Okay. Okay. You don't mess with. I mean, you don't go to sleep with gypsies, and uh, unless you are, you know what the fuck is going on. Okay. Okay. Because they will, they will take. Rob you every, blind. They'll Just rob you blind. Absolutely. Rob, yeah, yeah, and they might even kill you. Okay. So hanging out with gypsies is a very unique sort of situation. It's a whole culture. There's actually a So if they're respecting you and not stealing from you. Yes, them, if you're they're respecting you and you zone. play music, you're like, you know. It's a you know, strange place to be. Yeah, but, you, but you're accepted. Okay. All right? Everybody nobody, wants to be accepted. If you're accepted by the, you know, the leader, you're fine. You're nobody, untouchable. Nobody, no one's going to steal from you. Nobody's going to fuck with you. Your harps are good. Right, right. So. Okay. Very so, interesting. All right, very interesting. Okay, but that's only like that's only like a week out of six and a half years. <laughs> all right. I mean, I can't. I, if I went into six and a half years of my travels, right, it would it would be you know war and peace. It would be like a whole fucking book of of experiences that I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> you know, most of them. Well, yeah. I was kind of asking you to remember them. I think you yeah, remember I know. more than uh, you think. Yeah, yeah, probably. I think we probably. trigger a lot of them, which kind of excites yeah, me. Yeah, so um, it you you do a lot of stuff for survival when you're on the on the okay. streets and you don't have money. Question right? for you then: um, When is the time that the harmonica most saved your ass? Um, I think in Paris uh, one time I was. What happened in Paris? Um, I don't know, but if you... Oh, you know what happened? I got... I was in Denmark, and 
That's not Paris. No, I know. Okay, just for I, I Jody in, I was in, All right, I was in <laughs> Copenhagen, Denmark. Okay. I was living in a place called Christiania, which was an old army camp, and it had lots of barracks, you know, uh, you know, and all the hippies were, you know, there. So I came from Germany uh, with my girlfriend, uh, Henrietta, who was from Australia. She calls herself Re. And we you still talk. I we, know. I, cool. I, still, I still talk with her. Her daughter's a mermaid. Uh, yeah, her daughter's a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, she, we, we crossed over from Germany into Denmark, and we were looking for work. We, we figured, all right, we're going to work. All right? We go to this place where everybody's crashed, which is Christiania, which is this old military base okay. uh, or compound. And there, all the hippies were from everywhere. Were, were, I mean, it's Dutch like a people. Yeah, German people and Dutch people and <laughs> Turks and everybody. Everybody's like crashed in these little barracks, right? Right. And then they had like like bands coming down there and they were playing, you know, and they were dealing with uh, drugs in the, in the middle of the marching field. And um, Henrietta and I went down there, and I could, we could not get working visas. You know, we could not, we just, it was impossible, oh. all right? So we were at a point, at one point, where, where we were almost going to, like, smash a, a, a store front window oh, to, get money. to steal stuff, you know, to get money. And um, we didn't do that. But what, <laughs> I, did, what okay. I did do is I, what, what I did do she was in the barracks, and I would go out in the in the marching field where all the dealers were, and they were selling hash. Okay, so okay. they they'd be going around going sheet trips, you know. So they're oh. selling acid, and shit was uh, hash. Okay. Oh jeez. So they're going sheet, sheet trips, trips, sheet trips, you know. And so I'd go around to one, and I'd, I'd say, "Oh, let me smell your shit," you know, you know. And so yeah, chunk of hash, like like a, a ten gram chunk of hash, and I'd like. Hmm. And I bite off a gram of it, right, and put it in my cheek, right. Okay. And then I go to the next guy and do the same thing. And before you know it, I had like ten grams, right. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. And so now I'm I'm selling hash, right. Aren't you high from the hash you bit off? No, it doesn't. It, it, I, I didn't eat it. Okay. I didn't eat it. Okay. Okay. I just, I just bit it off, and put it in my cheek. I wasn't expecting this. Story. No. Sorry, All right. Mom so and Dad. anyway, so now I'm selling. This stuff for for money, all right. All right. It was like three dollars a gram, so I don't know. Uh, Ten grams would get you thirty bucks, right? Thirty bucks was a lot of money, hell, a lot okay, of money. Yeah. Buy a lot of food, and so that's what was going on. But Henrietta got sick of this shit after about two weeks <coughs> in this place, and I didn't know what the fuck to do, and so. So how did your harmonica save you? It, uh, well, just a minute. Okay. Uh, so she left. Okay. Good riddance. I've been, I've been, tra I traveled all the way to Afghanistan with her. Uh, we lived together in Greece. And we now went she's to, gone. And now, and now she went. So she started hitchhiking. No, I'm just she started hitchhiking back to England, where she had uh, her bank account or whatever. Was that unsettling for you? It hurt a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I loved her. Yeah. And she just. Yeah, well, she, I, I, yeah. Did you kind of know she was going to go? Yeah, I kind of did, you know. It doesn't make it hurt anymore. No. And she, when she was hitchhiking back to England, she met, she ran, she got picked up by a band in a bus, uh, and who became her, one of the guys became her future husband. And he was a famous musician. 
Okay. Here in the U.S., right? No, no. No, over there. Over there. Yeah. Okay. He was playing. He's writing music for the Stones. He's the bass player. He's like, you know. Fraser. So she moved down Andy, to bigger Andy, and better. Andy, Andy Fraser. Andy Fraser. Andy Fraser. Yeah. Okay. That was his name. And so... She found him hitchhiking back to... Yeah, the, she was hitchhiking okay. back uh, to leave me. She went across, went across the channel and found Lucky him. Lucky she didn't find somebody that cut her head off and left her body. Yeah, exactly. Right. Wow. Exactly. Well, okay. she was... Yeah, whatever. Lucky so I was left right. there. And the next night after she left, the police came to our compound, our little uh, house, Right. Right. And arrested all of us. For what? Ba vagabond. I mean, no, no means of support. <laughs> you you had a place to stay. Uh, I did. I did. Yeah, but uh, no, we we were all arrested because we could not provide what they considered enough money to stay in Denmark, okay? Which was like, I don't know, $500 or whatever the fuck it was. So if you're in their country, if you can't produce yeah, you 500 gotta, pounds, you're right, out. Right, right, you're out. Wow. All right, so they took me to jail, okay? I went to jail. Can you keep telling this? Because I have to... Yeah, I went to jail. You went to jail? Yeah, and I um, was in jail, in, actually in solitary confinement, for four days, Okay. They uh, interviewed me, and I told them, I said, look, I have a, I have a ticket, uh, you know, from, uh, I had a round-trip ticket from Chicago to Paris, Paris to Chicago. However, it was expired, and <laughs> I didn't tell them that. So they said, all right, we're going to send you to Paris, or we're going to deport your ass to, 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 uh, to Paris, and you'll have to go to Chicago. I said, okay, that's best for me. All right, so after four four days, fifth day comes around, they put me in a car in handcuffs, they uh, take me to the airport, they put me on a plane in handcuffs, they set me down, and just before the plane takes off, they uh, take the handcuffs off, <laughs> and away the plane goes to Paris, okay? And... So I'm on my way to Paris, and everybody's looking at me on the plane because obviously I had had con uh, handcuffs on, and you know, <laughs> and I had no money, and so everybody starts giving me their food and cigarettes and stuff, you know, like. Even though you're in handcuffs, they yeah, no, I wasn't. Friendly? No, they oh. took the handcuffs off before I, I, I left. The plane left for Paris. So they're all sympathizers. Yeah, they're all of sympathizers. The police like, yeah, you, it's like you poor young man, you know. And I get to Paris, and um, the plane lands, and the cops are there, and they announce my name over the loudspeaker, and they say, "Well, Nick Ball, if we come to the," and I. The planes, on, the planes on the on the tarmac, tarmac. right? And I they put the word. back then they you know you just put yeah steps down you walk into the airport right? Okay. Okay, so I took off across the airport tarmac. In the opposite direction. In the opposite direction, I didn't want to go through customs. Were you nothing. running or did you? I was running. <laughs> no. I had nothing. I only had dead a, giveaway. I had a sleeping bag. Dead giveaway. You were running. Yeah, I get into the parking lot of the airport. I flagged down a woman. I said, you know, in French, I had to speak. Do you have, uh, you know, a couple of francs so I can get a bus to um, the you train station? You flagged down a woman and propositioned her for money. I said, 
Can, yeah. can you give me money? You begged for money. No, I, I, I begged and I said, please give me, you know, uh, a, a few francs for, for the bus to Garden Nord, which was the train station. And you looked frantic and American, and what did oh, she yeah. do? Uh, she gave me money. <laughs> <laughs> I, took a, I took a bus to Garden Nord, okay, which is a northern train station, which, because I wanted to go to Berlin. You have to go to the Northern Train Station. You wanted to go to Berlin. I don't know that I've ever heard those words. Well, I, I go ahead. Yeah, that's where Scotty was, my friend. Okay. Uh, and so I said, all right, give me, you know. So I'm in the train station. I get the bus to the train station. She gave me like five francs, so it wasn't, you know, that's enough for the bus. Okay. I need money for a train ticket to Amsterdam, right, from Paris. Okay. What does that cost? <sighs> 80 francs, I think it was, or some shit, you know? Well, you didn't give a good enough story. Five you only got five francs. <laughs> five francs for a dollar. Five francs for a dollar. All right. She so gave you a dollar. She gave me a dollar, right. All right, so I started playing harmonica. Okay. Where? In this huge train station, all right? I'm playing harmonica. I just like playing it. And I put my hat down, and people are giving me money. And after, I think it was like maybe six hours or some shit like that, yeah. I had enough for a, a, a ticket for Amsterdam and a... Food? Yeah, I mean, uh, a burger and fries at the Wimpy Bar across the street, you know? Oh, nice. All right. So it, and what kind of music did you play then? It was the same kind of shit, you know I mean? I mean, just kind of blues and kind of just, just doing Nothing it, you know? Nothing you want to play for us? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't You're know looking what, cranky what do you, now. What do you play? I don't know. What, I don't know. What did you play the gig that put coins in your hat? Six hours is not easy labor no, of constant No, play. no, that was a long time. Did I you have to smile, too? <laughs> no, I did I did But they, you know, I mean, they knew I was trying to get by, and I got some food, and I got on the train. And on the train, uh, so I'm on the train. And my uh, compartment, uh, there's an American girl, right? A little blonde American girl. And she's a what girl? Uh, Your compartment mate? Well, you know, train cars have compartments with, you know, I mean, six people sit in one compartment and you go on the train, right? Okay, so it's not seating like a bus. No, no. I've been on a train where it was seating like a bus. So, anyway, so she starts coming on to me, right? Who? Oh, you're the American the, girl. Oh, the American okay. girl. And the, you know, as I'm Coming on to you, how, Nick? You're, you're um, a little ego-centric, so I'd like to know how she was coming on to you, if you don't um, mind. Well, but we, PC, because well, my right. parents are listening. Yeah, I understand. Uh, we we um, we started talking, and we became friendly. And um, <laughs> on the way to Amsterdam, it, we became really friendly. 
And so... How did you become friendly? She let me stay at her place because she was going to a place in Amsterdam. And I, I didn't have a place to stay. I, you know, I was just so going to Amsterdam. So you spoken up that she felt so, comfortable yeah, offering you... She offered me a place to stay. Accommodations yeah, for her Yeah, place. and we, I hung okay. out with her when we got to Amsterdam. I hung out with her a few days, you know? And? Yeah. And? Uh, well, um, um, then we left each other. <laughs> Okay. Because uh, you, you, you were in search of uh, Henry. I, I had no, I wasn't. Oh. I was, no, I wanted to get to Berlin so I could get a job, and uh, you know, because that's where you could work. That's so weird for you to say Berlin when I live in Denver. Well, you were, you were headed to Berlin to get a job. Yeah. It's kind of trippy for me yeah. to understand. Well, that's where you went to work. You know, if you wanted to go get work, you had to go to Berlin. But you didn't speak German. Well, a little bit of German enough, but you worked in Berlin at the time. You could work for the uh, the English, and uh, because there was the uh, wall. So what do you mean by work for the English? For the government? No, uh, there was the American sector, the French sector, and the English sector. And it was in Berlin, and it was in, you know, basically, uh, the Russians had the uh, Berlin Wall up, right? Okay. <clears throat> and so there's Checkpoint Charlie in Berlin, all this. And basically, the whole city of Berlin was controlled by the French, the English, and the Americans. Okay. And you could work for the French, you could work for the English, but you, if you were American, you couldn't work for the Americans. Okay. You couldn't? No, because you registered uh, your address and you became a German citizen at that point. By registering? <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's pretty easy and to become a German work, citizen. Then you can work for the, you know, I was a cook for the British, okay? Okay. For, for the Royal Air Force, okay? Nice. Yeah. Was that hard to attain? Um, no, you just went to an office, you signed up, showed them your address. Uh, they speakers said, okay, over here. Uh, show them your address, and you know you can become. Uh, you just go. They assigned me to the Royal Air Force uh, Base Gatow. Okay. Gatow. Yeah, Royal Air Force Base Gatow. Okay. And I was a uh, H five. That means you were like an assistant cook. All right. But I got paid. We had a, an apartment. We had, uh, you know, Scotty was working at a pizza place. I mean. So by we, you mean you and Scotty? Yeah. Okay. So did you guys have to share that apartment with like 10 other fellows? No. Just the two of you? No. I mean, there's another story where he was he was shacking up with a bunch of people in a house and they rented a room for like $30 a month and he was with his girlfriend and all these people were into, into like really kinky sex. I mean, we're oh, talking gosh. bondage and all oh. this kind of stuff, you know. Okay. All right, so, you know. But eventually, we escaped there, okay? You escaped there, yeah. okay. Yeah. But I was, a, I was a cook for the Royal Air Force for... So your harmonica, four, your harmonica didn't come and play during that time? Yes, it did, because we were playing in clubs. At night? Yeah, Scotty and I were playing in clubs, yeah. Yeah, we, uh... And, and we, uh... Did other things for money. <laughs> I don't know if I want to hear about those other no, things. No, you don't probably want to. I, I, you know, that frightens me that you say that, because you tell me everything, so. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I'm looking for a good way to end this. 
I, I do appreciate you letting me kind of pick your brain and explore all of the harmonica history with you because I, I've just found that that is one thing that when I see you play, it there's a lot of emotion, there's a lot of depth, there's a lot of connection, and I'm kind of proud to be a part of it. I really appreciate you, <coughs> you know, exploring that with me. Um, but I, I know that it's not always easy, and... Um, I think music has been a big part of my life, but I don't always share it. And you know, when I touch base with my friends on Facebook, they always ask me, you know, are you still playing your harmonica, you know? And uh, I can, you know, truthfully say yes, now I have it, you know? <laughs> yep, because I make you play it every yeah. time we start a podcast. Mm -hmm. But I did more so when I was happy with Ellen. And, um, and when you were younger and traveling, and younger it, and it traveling, was, and I, it was a way for me to make money, and a me. way for me to get. Uh, I mean, when we played, he played. He had a 12, 12 string guitar. Right. Scotty did. Yeah. When he played, he plucked it like a banjo. He plucked it, twelve string guitar. He plucked it like you know, and we would dance. I mean, we. Would, I mean, the music would just flow, and, and people around us would come around, you know, and they were like, wow, you know, and it was like a, like a way to say, oh, I have value, you know, and, um, and, and a way it, to it feel amazing. part of something, it, yeah. it, it oh, was yeah. moving all of you, yeah. you know, it was, it was like, I love music, amazing, you know, when we would, when we would get, you know, we'd be on a ship going across the Mediterranean, and we'd be playing, and he'd be plucking, and I'd be, <laughs> you know, just jamming on my harp, and there'd be these people from Sweden and, uh, you know, Germany and all over the place, you know, in, you know every, England, wherever, you know. And they would be all around and they would be just getting into it, you know. There were times when we were in Afghanistan, okay. And we would, uh, uh, we were, <laughs> you pay like five cents a day for a room, right. Uh, but you could go um, to a cafe and there would be musicians there, and they'd be playing these Afghani sort of, you know, they're all in robes and stuff, and they'd be getting, and they got the tabla, which is a drum, uh, tabla going, and Scotty would start playing his guitar, and they would be going, and I'd start playing my harp, and so we're jamming with the Afghani guys, you know, and so we're the like, whole crowd, you know, the, everybody I mean, yeah, was everybody was like, it. you know, and it was like amazing, you know? And Nick, I have to say, I relate to that so much with my four kids and with all that was going on with all of us with the divorce with their dad leaving with all of that music if I could find a song that all four of my kids would sing at the same time uh -huh. and me it was like you in that place where everybody was jamming yeah. that was yeah. It was, what is that word, uh, utopia? Uh, synchronistic. It utopia? Was like, yeah, yeah, it was just like... Utopia for me. Yeah, it was yeah. perfect. It was... Yeah. Everybody loved it. Music has always been big for me, and I yeah. I do thank my upbringing for that a lot. Yeah. Because growing up Mormon, music was, you know, there were at least three songs in sacrament meeting, and then mm -hmm. we sang for most of part of our primary. It was... Music has always been big, and even as an adult, I find that when I'm in a crappy mood, or if I'm just feeling really burdened yeah. by everything, yeah. if a good song comes on the radio and I find myself singing, it's like all of a sudden, 
elevated. So I well, here's where we are. We're in Afghanistan. We're in a room. We got these uh, a drummer. We got a couple of these guys playing what looked like gourds. Okay. You know, okay. Whatever. And uh, you know, and gourds. on top of it, behind <laughs> them are guys who had ridden in on horses who had freaking bullets. Uh, you know, across their chest. Conquistadores. They were like, <laughs> no, they were rebels. Right? Yeah, conquistadores. Yeah. Rebels, Afghani rebels, and and they're there, right? And here we are, Americans, on the stage, on the stage, uh, with these guys, and and we've got the the you know the the rebels, and we got the you know whatever, you know, and everybody's just like together. Nobody is an enemy. Even the guys with the bullets. Even the they guys come in and start yeah. serenading with yeah. you all. I mean, I, I've what? had, you know, I've had experiences <laughs> with the guys with the bullets. I mean, you know, when you're when you're in a cafe and you're paying, you all, I sold my boots for like three dollars to a English guy. I had uh, military, I had army boots. Sold them. Okay, three dollars. You can you can live there for three months. Nice. Okay. Well, I love topic, but okay. Uh, well, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, but we had no money. Henrietta was with me, and she had some money from a bank account, but I sold everything I had. All I had left was a coat and a sleeping bag and a pair of shorts and an Afghani vest. All Henrietta's fault. Yeah, that's me. And that's, that's a good I'm picture. Doing. Maybe that's what I'll have to put for the podcast picture. Yeah. But anyway... Um, I'm just saying, okay? Okay. And what was amazing to me was, and what was so wonderfully magic for me, was the fact that here we are, uh, I mean, yesterday, next week, whatever, we might be all enemies or whatever, you know, but here we are all together enjoying each other's company, enjoying some food, whatever it might have been, and, you know, playing music together. Yeah. And... We're from two different worlds. <laughs> well, more Complete, than two. Yeah, completely different worlds. You know, they're playing Afghani music, and we're and I'm playing a harmonica with them. All right. And they were all brought together. And it was it was Afghani music that I was playing. You know, I don't know if I could ever repeat that. You know, and Scotty was like plucking. I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt you could ever repeat. He was that. like picking his twelve-string guitar. You know. And you were on your harp. Yeah, and, and I was on my harp. And but it was, it was like, good. Yeah, you, it was you'll all never good. ever ever see something like that happen again. Ever. No, you've never been at a bar at 3 a.m. Well, during karaoke. <laughs> well, I, I've, no, I've been at a bar where I played harmonica, you know, with a band that was playing, but I know what you mean. It's, yeah, it's amazing yeah. how together a bunch of Well, anyway, I'm just before. saying that that was a pretty incredible experience. I've never actually told this story to anybody. So, no? no? First time? Yeah. Thanks for doing yeah. that with me. Yeah. I appreciate it. And just so you know, it will always be available for anybody to listen well, to. Oh yeah, learn yeah. About Library of Congress. There you go. <laughs> I don't know about Congress. <laughs> well, this was in 1972, and it was a long time ago. But I am far from the Library of Congress. And I think that uh, Afghanistan was a very different place back then. And I think the you know, entire world was a different yeah, place. Back it was. Then. It was dangerous, yet it was okay, too, to, to be dangerous. And, uh, you know, I mean, we ran into a lot of dangerous stuff, and um, we were walked the edge. And, Nick, you were, I, I'm, I'm going to put this out there, and you can maybe hate me for that, but 
you were a very lucky young man in that you dodged the draft, and yet the draft didn't find you. It didn't come for you, so it didn't right. matter that you left because right. you weren't ever called. Right. But you did. You did indeed yeah. leave because you didn't feel like it was worth it to die. No, no. For I, I actually had three friends who were killed in Vietnam, and I didn't know why they died. I had no, I, 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 nobody could provide me with a reason why these young men, who I loved, died. Right. Dean Richards' brother, Ronnie Renke, and, you know, I mean, my other, uh, T.J. Sorensen's brother. I, uh, it was like, why are they dead? What did they die for? For what? Do you remember them signing up? Do you remember that being a good thing? You, um, or were you not really I got, them? I got, well, usually it was because we got drafted. Okay. They got drafted. Well, that must have been the reason for you to have been so... Well, I didn't want to get drafted. Um, you know, I didn't have the grades in high school to have a deferment, you know, for college. Uh, you know, they I... They gave a deferment for good grades? Well, this was before my yeah, time. Yeah, you yeah, can fill yeah, me yeah. In. All right. So, so if you were in college and you had good grades, you could get a deferment. You could get... They wouldn't draft you, Okay. Okay. <laughs> and so I didn't have that. So you had to register for the uh, draft at 18. I left the country at 17. Okay. So you never actually registered? I registered in Madrid, Spain. Oh, you, why did embassy, you do that when you'd already embassy. left? Huh? Why did you do that when you'd already left? You have to register. Oh, so you still felt that well, call? Well, yeah, I, I registered at the, at the embassy in Madrid. You still felt that drive. However... But not the one to fulfill it if you were called. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, come on. I mean, you know. I don't know. I've never been in that position. Yeah, all right. So, no, so I don't here know. I registered there because I found out if you registered at the embassy overseas, any embassy overseas, you were put in draft board 100 and you would not get drafted unless you came back to the country when you would then be placed in your draft board, local draft board. You found an out. An out, and it was legal. <laughs> all right. Very, very interesting, Nick. Yeah. Um, I think we've talked long enough. All right, let's let's close it up. Although, up. funny okay. thing is, is earlier today, I find this funny because I guess I didn't know that. Maybe I didn't know that about me. But when I told Nick that I wouldn't talk anymore, his response was, <laughs> Jody, you not talk. <laughs> and I, I guess I... Maybe that's why I decided to record tonight, because I guess I do always feel like I have an opinion, and I understand that it's not always appreciated or warranted or wanted, but I really, really thank you for letting me talk tonight, and definitely for talking to me, because I love every story that you share with me about your life, about what you've been through. It's so very, very different from mine, and it's exciting. We haven't even gotten that. into the bodies in the backyard or anything like that yet. Oh, gosh. We, we, we will not do that today, folks. We will not. But if you stay tuned, we yeah, might. Yeah. So this is Jaden. Uh, or, or when I was in jail and prison in Turkey, or when I was in jail, well, you know. Stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. This is Jaden. I'm Jody. Nick is here, too. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.